Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Okay. <laughs> Hi to our parents. They're the only ones listening because um, we don't have any friends. <laughs> Anyway, hi, I'm Daisy, I am 19, and I am canonically bisexual and autistic. Hi, I'm Alan, I'm 15, and I am the funny sister, the cool sister, um, everyone just prefers me as a person. Do they really, though? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And anyway, we are sisters. We are sisters. High five. And welcome to Daisy and Alan in a podcast. Where we are going to be taking a look through the wonderful world of the BCU, or the Barbie Barbie Cinematic Cinematic Universe. Universe. Now, Barbie. Who doesn't like Barbie? A lot of people. Uh, (laughs) A lot of people don't like Barbie. People are dumb. People people are are stupid. stupid. (laughs) But anyway, I was never really into Barbie when we were younger. Yeah. And then, like... (laughs) People who don't like Barbie are stupid. I never really liked Barbie. (laughs) No, I was too obsessed with My Little Ponies, and then you came along, and you were obsessed with the dolls, I... and the movies, and everything. So we watched a lot of Barbie she movies. She is everything I wanted to be. She was a fairy princess, um, a fairy princess another time. <laughs> she um, was a mermaid princess? She's been a lot of princesses. She's been a lot of princesses, and I applaud her every single time. But yeah, I remember when we were younger, it would be like, one night we'd have to watch like a Barbie movie. Which I really enjoyed. I always liked the movies. And then we'd watch a Harry Potter movie. And who would have thought that you would have been the one like betting on the right horse? We have yeah. genuinely reached a point <laughs> where Barbie is less problematic than Harry Potter. How sad is that? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about that. I'm totally not, you know. Dizzy, shut up about it and keep going. JK Rowling definitely didn't Dizzy? give me trust issues. Okay. But anyway... So you may have been told that the first Barbie movie was Barbie in the Nutcracker, which came out in 2001, I think. But your whole life is a lie. You have been lied to. The first Barbie movie was actually Barbie in the Rockers, Barbie. which came out in the 1980s. And like, I think most people know the history of Barbie. And if you don't, yeah. then what have you been doing with your life? Like, but there's other places you can find that. Mm-hmm. But the history of the Barbie movie is basically like, by the 1980s, Barbie was the biggest toy line ever they'd like ruled the fashion doll market for just years and then because barbie is made by mattel their competitors hasbro decides to come along and create their own fashion doll called gem who is basically like a rock star so mattel decides that they need to do that as well (laughs) which is really sad because nobody even remembers gem i think a lot of people remember gem nobody cares about gem anymore nobody cares about gem but basically, they basically, like, threw together the Barbie and the Rockers doll line and, like, actually got it out before Jem in the holograms. But Ooh, anyway, because Jem had a TV show, they decided that they needed a TV show as well. They needed one. So they created two separate specials, Barbie and the Rockers, Out of This World, and Barbie and the Sensations, Rocking Back to Earth. 
which was released on TV in two separate parts in 1987, two years after the Gem TV show premiered. And they were eventually released as one movie together on video in 1989. And this was actually meant to be like a pilot for a TV series. Oh my god, there's a spider. Where? For fuck's Ellen, it's just... It's keep, we're keeping going. We're going. We're going to... <laughs> Nothing bad has happened. It's just... He's just living his life. Leave him alone. But anyway, this was actually meant to be a pilot for a TV series. But negotiations between Mattel and DIC Animation City, the production company they were working with, fell through. So it just kind of ended up being the two specials. But DIC actually released the planned animated series with totally new characters with sponsorship from Hasbro. Oh my god! In 1988, and it was called Maxi's World. This is so, like... <laughs> Snakey. Oh my god. <laughs> I have done research. She has done nothing. <laughs> She's the brains behind this. I am the... I'm here also. But anyway, it was written by Bill Dubay, Martha Moran, and Ruth Handler. And Ruth Handler is the woman who created Barbie. And also went to prison for tax evasion. Good for her. Or was it tax evasion? I don't know. It was tax fraud, some shit like that. It's a thing I that- support her whatever she has done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like... That thing that all the rich people do, you know. <laughs> thing the rich people do. But, and it was directed by Bernard De Vries. I don't know how to pronounce it, but his last name was spelled D-E-Y-R-I-E-S. It's not English, Daisy. You don't have to spell it out. Yeah, but I can't pronounce it. Okay. So I'm just going to spell it out. Because I get annoyed when people are like, I can't pronounce this. And I'm like, well, fucking spell it out then. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I can at least look it up. Anyway, (laughs) but it featured both cover songs from popular artists like the Bee Gees and even the fucking Beatles. They had Beatles songs in this (laughs) and original songs by Haim Saban and Shuki, not Sean, but Shuki Levy. Yeah. (laughs) And it starred Sharon Lewis as Barbie, Michael Brainer as Ken, Mary Adams as Dana, Sarah Jason as Diva, Joanne Wilson as Dee Dee. And there's another character called Derek, but I honestly have no idea who played him. Oh my god, yeah, because I was looking stuff up to see what the voice actors were, and, like, I could not see anything. For Derek. For anybody. <laughs> it's like, IMDb is just, like, voice. Voice. Yeah, voice. I looked in the IMDb as well, because I found it on the Wikipedia page. It's so weird. And then I was trying to find who voiced Derek, and I couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> but anyway, basically, this is, like never been released on dvd or on streaming site i don't think it's ever been released on any streaming site we found like a dodgy copy on youtube but like even like mattel kind has kind of buried it in a way because like when they talk about barbie's first feature film they talk about barbie and the nutcracker because it's barbie the nutcracker and not barbie and the rockers (laughs) but like it's and i think apparently one of the reasons it has never been released on dvd is because of the song licensing and like you know, are, are the you know whoever you know owns the Beatles music today are any of them still alive I don't know I don't care there about are the Beatles, a couple but do you really think that those okay. twats are gonna let themselves be connected to Barbie I mean they're way too pretentious for that that would make them so much better though I know but anyway so what happens in the movie Ellen this is your part I don't you're gonna have to cut in sometimes because I ramble a lot I know but like did you not look up I told you like hours ago you're gonna. You're going to do the plot. I know the plot. I watched it twice, Daisy. I I have watched it three times. I watched it again last night in preparation. 
Um, I have learned just now I'm extremely underprepared. <laughs> I have done all the work here. Absolutely all of it. So, Barbie and the Rockers, we open. We open on a shot of them performing. Um... You know, I'm I can't remember all the songs that were in. So I'm just like Do you like, not have a plot summary on your phone or something? Daisy, do you wanna look through my plot summary? Do you want to look at the notes that I took? You well that's notes. Do you not just have like a plot summary of like this is what happens? Let me let me pull up a plot summary real quick. <laughs> you have done nothing! Sure. Nothing You came up with the idea to do this and I have done everything else. I just looked up a plot summary and it is literally, I kid you not, three lines. Three lines. Yeah, but is that just for the first part? Or yes. The, including the second part? But the, but the sa- I'm going to go to the second part and it's also just going to be three lines, isn't okay, it? Okay, well just say the three lines. <sighs> or don't say them exactly, we don't want to get sued for copyright. <laughs> I know the plot of this movie, I didn't need a plot summary. Then you tell mean- people the plot! Okay. Plot time! Woo! Yay! Can you add in sparkle noises, please? I think this podcast would be fun with sparkle noises. I am not that advanced when it comes to editing. You can edit if you want sparkle noises. Okay. Time for plot! Woo! Sparkle noises! What? (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, Barbie and her friends, Dee Dee, Diva, Dana... I don't Derek. know one of them is called Dana. I said Dana. Dana? It's, yeah, it is. Are you sure one of them is called Dana? I'm like, because they all have D names other than Barbie and Ken. Oh, yeah, one of them is called Dana. <sighs> See, I knew this because I looked I up the list of characters. I thought you were maybe just like correlating like Dana, Dana Terrace no, or something. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, so. Barbie <clears throat> is in a rock group. Woo. Um, she is, obviously Ken is there because Ken is everywhere. You cannot escape him. um but we also have four characters that just nobody knows about basically they're they were forgotten in time were they i don't know i don't think there was they were in any other like lines the only thing i've seen them in like outside of that is the sam and mickey parodies um which is not surprising because they just include everybody yeah so there's Dee Dee, diva and dana um and they are all in a rock group with barbie and Derek. I know I, I did, yeah, I noticed that, but I don't really care enough about Derek. <laughs> this isn't gonna work, this isn't gonna work, this isn't gonna work, oh my god, okay. So, Barbie is a rock group now, and that's fun, they have a great time. They are touring the world as Barbie, Ken, Dee Dee, Diva, Dana, and Derek. They're, they're best friends forever, nothing will ever tear them apart. And they're, ha- even though they're on the last performance of their world tour right now, um... But Barbie's like, oh, don't worry, guys. I we have something else coming, and it's out of this world. They love using the joke "out of this world." It is used maybe like three times, which isn't a lot, but it's also like kind of a lot, you know. Um. So yeah, they go to this cool little bar, dance club. And they sing a song. It's a place in the sky. There's like a dance club in the sky <clears> and they do a little dance. They sing a little song. And like, we're never going to be separated. We're best friends forever. So basically, Barbie is a world peace ambassador. 
And she announces a ball one night. Like, hey, dude, hey, dudes, guess what? Me and my band are going to space. We're going to be the first people to perform in space. So they do. So they just, like, show them, like, prepping to go to space for a bit. And then um, they get on their pink rocket ship. They have a pink rocket ship. Um, and they go up to space, and they do their performance. And it's really great. And they have a great time. But then as they're coming down, there's, like, turbulence or something. And And they're, like flashbacked they time travel to 1950 1959 1959. i knew it was 1959 but i didn't get it out and they meet this little girl this little girl's name is kim and kim doesn't have any friends kim is lonely she's a lonely little girl relatable content (laughs) she's a lonely little girl and she doesn't have any friends so she's like come on fully grown adults we can be friends now come with me i will teach you how to live in the 1950s so they go to this, like, it's the malt shop. They go to the malt shop. And Barbie and the Rockers, now Barbie and the Sensations, they do a little performance. And I'm, pr- I'm like, pretty sure they invent rock and roll. Which, like, yeah. They invent rock and roll, which is kind of <laughs> rewriting history. I mean, they have, like, it? two black people in the band. Yeah. It's I- I'm not sure if which- There's one, Daisy. No. Is there not two? There's like a light-skinned girl as well. Oh. I'm not sure which one's which. Okay, keep on going. Um, So yeah, and then Barbie and the Sensations become famous in the 50s as well. <clears throat> they, so now they are famous in the 80s, 90s, and the 50s. She's everywhere. You cannot escape Barbie. Um, So yeah, they become famous, Um, and then... Kim's dad is a scientist and he says a little science stuff about how they can get back and they get back and it's great and then we see Kim in the future and she's a little girl and it's really fun um so that was the worst plot summary I'm never letting you do the plot summary again do not let me do the plot (laughs) summary again but anyway let's talk about the movie let's talk about the movie first of all the animation oh the animation animators doing children's programming before like i'd say the mid 1990s they were living off of 10 pounds in a dream it's rough it is rough it is like there is these <clears throat> moments where they just like t-pose they just t-pose for a bit and it's all they're all still and they're just t-posing and it's yeah like, i think <laughs> i honestly believe that most of the animation budget were spent on barbie's eyelashes Oh, yeah. Because those look great. A lot. Okay. Let me just talk about the fashion as well. Well, the animation. The fashion is honestly so cool. The hair. All of the hair looks so cool. I'm kind of <coughs> in love with, like, the style. It's, like, really a basic style. But um, I think it's really cute. Yeah, but my question is, is this set in the 1980s? because i feel like it is because that's when it was released yeah. and they go back to the 50s back very like back to the future mm-hmm. style but also i'm like a lot of this stuff seems way too futuristic for the 80s yeah it's so like is it like an 80s future but then we see kim like I... in the when they're back to their regular time and she's like an adult so it must be the 80s it's kind of like I would say, in a way, it's like retro futurism. Yeah. Do you know what that means? Daisy, of course we know <laughs> retro futurism. Why the hell would I use it if I don't know what that means? Do you know what it means? <laughs> kind of. Ha! I know something more than Daisy. <laughs> okay. 
Um, here is another really fun fact. They constantly, ma- they constantly mention. Oh, it's mentioned so much. Just so much. Barbie is an ambassador for, for world peace. peace. It's like, Barbie, the first ever ambassador for world peace. I'm like, what is she doing for world peace? What has she done? What? It's, it's very confusing. But I also love with Barbie is like how much they hype themselves up. Like in every universe, Barbie is the most famous person like she is who has so ever existed. 100%. Like she is. Like these people, they know how famous this doll is. And they are like hyping themselves up. They, they, like, they know what it's like, like in real life. Barbie, yeah. the most famous person in the world. You know, world peace ambassador. First ever world peace ambassador. Yeah. Um, let's also, okay. Here's let let me let me rant for a bit. Recently, it has been announced that the chain smokers, yeah, you heard that right, the chain smokers are gonna be the first artists to perform in space. <laughs> Riddle me this, chain smokers. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch Barbie and the Rockers and tell tell me who the first artists to perform in space were, because it certainly was not you. It certainly was not you. It was Barbie. It was Barbie. That was a little rant. Very much. Okay. Anyway. So, back to the movie. Like, the musical numbers kind of confused me as well. Because I assumed they were all going to be, like, what's it called? Diegetic? I think that's the word. Is like, they all just happened in the universe. And all of a sudden, when, like, after their their final performance on their world tour, and they go to that bar in the sky together, then they start doing a musical number and i just kind of assumed it was like oh so it's non-diegetic as well Well, that's fun but then at the end of the musical number everybody claps (laughs) everybody in the restaurant is like yes beautiful well done and it's like did you see them when they were like in that liminal space (laughs) doing their dance moves did you see them deposing and teleporting (laughs) through space and also about the songs. I thought that they were all original songs because I'm uncultured swine. Same. And then we were and watching then, it with our mother. Thank you, mother. And she actually pointed out, like, this isn't, these aren't original <laughs> songs. So, yeah, thanks for that, mother. Anyway, um, the pacing in this movie is it's not the best. Everywhere. Everything it's, is everywhere. What is the word that you used to describe it last night? It's so jarring. It's very jarring. Because, like, there's this moment in Barbie and the Sensations, the second part, where they're with Kim, and they're just like, we're going to go back to the future now. Um, back to the Future, the movie, could never. Barbie did it first. Was no, it she it? didn't. Was it the back I actually looked that up. Barbie did not do it first. Barbie did not do that first. So Kim is so she's like, okay, Kim, we're going to have to go back to the future now. And then Kim is just like, she starts sobbing. It is the most like, guttural sob <laughs> you've ever heard in it your is life. so loud and she's so Like, the rest of the voice acting, like, it's very mediocre. Like, they're doing fine, but there's, there's not much emotion everything into that sob like it's just such a guttural sob like and that it ha- and it happens for two seconds it's just like one singular guttural <laughs> <She's> sob <like laughs> okay and then it's done <laughs> time to watch and then it's perform. done it's so weird but anyway back to like the first part of it i was not sure for a very long time if ken was actually in the band or if he was just hanging around <laughs> Because, like, that is the thing. You never know if Ken is actually a part of this stuff or if he's just there. It's very much like, Ken, are you doing something right now or are you just vibing? Do you have a job? 
I mean, I felt like maybe he was our sound engineer because we saw during the montage of them like preparing to go to space. He was like he was like working with the sound, with sound. and he shared like gay eye contact with Derek. And it was <laughs> I'm telling you, it was more chemistry than Barbie and Ken had in that entire movie. That one moment. Mm-hmm. Speaking of relationships, I would like to point out that I think Dee Dee, Diva, and Duna are in a polycule. Thank you, Sasha and Arcee vibes. Yeah. Anyway, in the first part, it's basically like they do their performance. And then they go to the like the Sky Lounge and then Barbie gets invited to a ball. They have a shopping montage. Her and Ken go to the ball and they're like dancing around and they're having a great time. And then Barbie goes to give a speech. And during the speech, she is just like, we are going to be the first ever band to perform. Brock, shut it! Sorry, the dog. <laughs> Barbie is like, we are going to be the first ever band to perform in space. And Ken is just so shocked. And, like, did Barbie talk this through with anyone? Is there not, like, a manager or something? None of them seem to know about it except Barbie. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And then they tell the rest of the group, and everybody else is, like, enthusiastic. (laughs) And Derek just goes, all right. (laughs) Okay, I'm in, I guess. Like, this man does not care. He is here for his paycheck. And that is it. Just monitor. Just like, all right, okay. Derek is just so pointless. What was the point of Derek? Derek is a hundred, by far... The worst character. He really is. Like, none of the characters other than Barbie really do anything, but Derek is the most useless. Derek is the worst. He's just annoying. I don't like him. Like, they go and do the concert in space, and the whole thing is, like, they're doing it for world peace. And I'm like, what is this doing for world peace? Did Barbie fight in the Vietnam War? (laughs) That's what this podcast is really... We will spend 50 episodes discussing whether Barbie fought in the Vietnam War or not. Barbie did not fight in the Vietnam War. I'm pretty sure she did not fight in the Vietnam War. Myth busted. <laughs> okay, podcast over. Anyway, but it's like, it's this whole thing of this, like, she says during the concert, this is the first day of world peace everywhere. And it's like, did Barbie just say world peace and everybody was like, okay. Like, why didn't they do that sooner? Like, seriously. Like, it's so strange to And me. it's also really fun because, like, it genuinely feels like Everyone is watching this. Every single person in the whole world stopped what they were doing to watch this performance. performance. There's this scene where it's like on a huge boat and there are people like surrounding the boat, like on the cliff side, (laughs) just watching Barbie sing. (laughs) Like it is just so odd. And they keep on bringing up this ambassador for world peace thing over and over and over again. And I'm just like, I was like, was there a war that recently ended? And I'm like, no, the Vietnam War ended years before that. The Cold War was still happening for like another two years. Why were they so obsessed with this? Maybe it was just like, because it was like a hard time. <clears throat> Maybe. We don't know. Maybe. But anyway, they do their little, they do their performance in space and... oh another thing because people seem to live on this space station like i don't think there were that many people living on space stations in the 80s so i'm like is this set in the 80s or not (laughs) i need to know what time it's set and i'm never going to get that answer and that haunts me it haunts my dreams i would also like to go back and mention again barbie's pink space shuttle (laughs) it's pink she made a pink space (laughs) shuttle that's so fun elon musk Jeffrey Bezos, they could never take notes. They could never do it. Only Barbie. 
But it's like there's people just living on this space station. Like there's multiple of them. And like they seem to have like a gravity thing like they do in Star Wars. And then sometimes the gravity thing works and sometimes it doesn't. Like Barbie and Dee Dee and Dana and Diva are all getting ready for their performance. Ken and Derek aren't. I don't know why Ken and Derek never got ready for their performance. It was Because a- they don't need to. Men don't need to do shit. <laughs> but anyway, and it's like they're doing like it's a montage. They're doing like their makeup and shit. And the makeup is floating everywhere. It's just everywhere. Like, it is just so confusing to me. It's like, so now you float? And Barbie's like, one of the D names, I forgot who. Can you pass me that? And they're just like, sure. And I'm pretty sure they just like kind of throw it over. But it's like, cool, great. <laughs> but like, can you decide if it's going to be, if it's going to be anti-gravity or not? Oh yeah. Um. While we're on the subject of their dressing room and their makeup, I would like to go back to the outfits. The space outfits are so cool. Brock, oh stop it. Daisy, you're being so aggressive. The space outfits are so fun. I love them so much. I love the outfits in this. The outfits make me so happy, and I don't know why. They're so cute, though. But, yeah, so they've done their little thing. Oh, and the space station reminds me of Hard Prime's ship. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, the whole animation, like, style, I guess it's just, like, the time, but it reminded me of, like, old old Shira. I found out um, that Shuki Levy... Mm-hmm. And the the other guy, yeah, they did music for Shira, for Shira and <gasps> He Man. I love that. Yeah. But like, you know, I saw the animation. I was just like, hmm, gay. But then I found it very hard to make everything gay. Yeah, I think that's maybe because the characters put. Um, anyway, I think that's maybe because the characters there isn't actually much of a relationship between None them. None of them have any personality except Barbie and maybe Ken. And Barbie's is just being awesome and Ken's is just being Barbie's boyfriend. And Kim kind of, Kim, Kim's personality is no friends. <laughs> sad little girl, sad, sad little girl with zero Stop friends. Stop playing around your, with your phone because the mic's picking up on I it. I know, I know, I noticed that. <laughs> But, like, they sing this song about how they're best friends. I'm like, are you really, though? Are you guys actually best friends? And, like, I guess that's maybe because, number one, it was the 80s and children's programming didn't really care about that. Number two, because they were going to do a TV show for that would have been more developed. And number three, because at the end of the day, this is to promote a doll line. And And the point of that is really that kids can make up whatever they want. So if you just keep them very, like, blank slates and the kids can just pretend they are whatever you want... But anyway, it annoys me. It really annoys me that, you know, I couldn't make anything gay except for that one look between Ken and Derek where the most boring characters. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so they're like, they're in their spaceship and they're going back to Earth and they all of a sudden get stuck in like this time portal thing. And I really love the time portal animation. It's fun. It's basically like the Doctor Who vortex, mm-hmm. but like with clocks inside yeah, of it. it's which, like, honestly might have been a thing that happened in old Who, who even knows. Or even in new Who, because I, I haven't watched much of, much of it. You're such a hater. I am. Um, yeah, they get stuck in this little time vortex, and then they... And then, suddenly they're in the 1950s, and they just ra- land their rocket ship like a plane. It's just a plane. It's just a plane now. They just land it like a plane. And, like, the little girl Kim, she comes out with her dad. And, honestly, <laughs> Barbie and Kim's dad... Have more chemistry than Ken and Barbie in the whole thing. I like was seriously. Not at that, but you were not okay, but seriously, it was like, how come this is the only thing I am shipping? Is Barbie and Kim's dad? I'm like, Barbie, just stay in the fifties. Oh my god, when Barbie becomes Kim's mother, I mean that would be so iconic. 
Um, they also are just so chill about it. Like, like oh, okay, oh, makes guess we're sense. Here now. Guess we're in the past. <laughs> they just deal. There's like, oh, fine, let's go makeover, Kim. Mm-hmm. Let's go do it. But like, they go to this shop called Fashion Fifty Nine, and the moment I saw it, I thought of Frog Claire's. Frog <laughs> Claire's. Oh my god. <laughs> like it's just called Fashion Fifty Nine. Just could not think of a fun name. So they were just like, it's fashion. It's nineteen fifty nine. Put it on the shop. Yeah, but like, um, we also know it's 1959 because you see it on the number plate of the car. Very subtle, but they couldn't tell us what year it was that they originally came from. Yeah, they just buy a car. But anyway, they're... Like, it's really easy. They just... I'm pretty sure buying a car <laughs> takes like a lot more... We once went to go get a new car and it. T- we were sitting in the car for like a half hour. And this was like during... Well, not quite the height of COVID lockdown. It was like when things were starting to like kind of loosen and it was our yeah. first time because by the way we live on a glorified rock in scotland it's okay boring it's here. boring this was our first time off of this glorified rock since, since covid had started and then we were we were in aberdeen and we were just like sitting there for hours waiting for this car it was so it annoying was so but barbie and her friends just get to buy this car they just they just hand can the keys and it's like okay i guess it's theirs now also the <coughs> car is pink because everything is pink which like we love that yeah i love pink but then basically they're like riding in the car together it's kind of like the end of their 50s shopping montage and then barbie like she asks kim a question like oh what about your friends we you go and meet them and kim's is like i don't have any friends <laughs> kim is so funny kim is so sad kim is so sad which makes it so funny like who thought of kim why did kim have to be there i guess it's to like introduce them to the 50s but like why did they decide it had to be a sad little girl with no friends (laughs) and barbie's like well don't worry we're your friends now which like great i would love if barbie just swooped into my life and was like i'll be your friend but also, Kim is, once again, fully hanging out with adults. Just adults. And nobody bats an eye. I mean, like, they kind of do, because, like, they go to, like, what's it called? The malt shop? The malt because shop. The malt shop. Because, like, they're in the car, and Barbie's like, all the old movies, wasn't the malt shop the cool place to hang? And, and Kim's, Kim's like, like oh, yeah. yeah. And then they go there, and this is another thing that made me think that Ken wasn't actually in the band. I'm pretty sure he was in the band. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure, like, when I was doing research, I actually read that Ken was not originally meant to be in the band. But who knows? But he is just, like, babysitting Kim while they are (laughs) getting their performance ready. He just, like, lifts Kim up and is like, do you want any ice cream? Like, he's just being a babysitter (laughs) while the rest of them are playing their music. Ken can be in the band when he's not doing something else. I think that's the rules. Yeah. But, like, it honestly, like, it reminded me of, what was his name? Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Reynolds. Ryan what Reynolds. he said about this story needs to be told. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Tell yeah. Ken's story. He deserves he it. He deserves it. Um, I'm just going to be a hater real quick. <laughs> they, so they're in a band, obviously, and they all play these instruments, but there is no continuity to which instrument they play. I never even noticed that. <laughs> like, once so- somebody's playing the drums, and then they're playing a guitar, and then they're playing... I'm pretty sure I see somebody play a tambourine at once. I'm pretty sure there was a tambourine. <laughs> Couldn't they give Tem- Ken the tambourine? There was just a ra- I'm- Maybe I'm imagining this tambourine. <laughs> but I can remember the tambourine. Somebody was just a random tambourine during their song. Their 50s song. <coughs> Sorry, give me a sec. 
um, Daisy did just die. So this is only my podcast now. You nearly made me spit water everywhere. <laughs> Could you imagine if we ruined the microphone? I would cry. We just got it. Yeah. Anyway. But like, so anyway, they play in the malt shop and like everybody loves them. And Barbie becomes super famous in 1959. But I'm pretty sure 1959 was also the year that Barbie was released. Oh. So like it makes sense for why they went back to that year specifically. <coughs> Yeah, because it was like Barbie's 60th birthday in 2019, right? Yeah. Yeah. That makes Rocky! I forgot. Um, <laughs> oh God, I was going to say something. <clears throat> like, I'm wondering, like, how long were they in 1959? Because Barbie- That's what I was about to say! How long were they there? Because Barbie, again, becomes, like, world famous. And it's just a montage. It's just through a montage. Another montage. There are so I'm pretty sure like fifty percent of the runtime of both the movies are just montages. Getting ready. Which like I understand why because like it's basically just an extended music video and advert. Yeah. But still, it frustrates me. So many montages. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it's like basically Kim's dad, the scientist guy who was like on the forefront of space travel, because like put man landed on the moon in like what nineteen sixty. Was it 1969? I think it was. I thought it was. Or was it 1961 three. or 3? Sometime during the 1960s, man Welcome landed on Welcome to a me. research segment. This <laughs> is called Alan takes out her phone and looks up a dumb fact. When moon landing. Did you just have to type in moon landing. Moon landing. You happy? Date. 1969. 16th of July. Is that your birthday? No, my no. birthday's the 16th of June! I get them mixed up. I get June and July mixed up a lot. I hate you. You don't even know my birthday. So you never got June and July mixed up? No, because my birthday is in June. Well, I never got November and December mixed up because my birthday's in December. <laughs> I don't think many people mix up November and December, though. I well, think June and, you think. Well, June and July sound extremely similar. Do they really, though? They both have J and U. <laughs> um... July has an E sound, and June doesn't have an E sound, but it does have an E. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so man landed on the moon in 1969. So this is roughly 10 years before that, and Kim's dad's like the scientist guy. Oh my god, do you think he, spe- he sent that dog into space that died? <gasps> oh no! Kim's dad is a murderer. <laughs> I feel so bad for that dog. He Kim's didn't ask for this. Kim's dad... Is the worst. That dog, what was his name again? Like, it began, like, Lila or something. That dog died from man's hubris. I'm pretty sure it was Lila. Anyway. (laughs) So, the scientist guy is like, we figured it out. And the crux of the matter is, Barbie's music was so good. It ripped (laughs) a hole in the space-time continuum. (laughs) So, Bailey's like, you know, the moon is at the exact right angle or whatever the fuck it was and you just need to play your music that good again and you guys will get home it was like great and then kim lets out her guttural sob and like (laughs) i feel kind of bad for this scientist guy because he is so hopeful about his inventions and i'm just like my dude it's just gonna be you so a load of rich people can like abandon us when our planet's burning um so i feel really bad for that guy so like he is so hyped up he's so ready for it but anyway, they're saying goodbye to Kim. She lets out her one guttural sob. Like two seconds and they're like, okay. We're like everything else, the acting is so mediocre. That one sob is like Oscar worthy. And then like the animation just shows Kim smiling. <laughs> she looks fine afterwards. And like Barbie gives Kim like this necklace. 
And like, I don't know if there was a picture in it at this point, but anyway, they play their music and then they get back to Earth and it's all fine and good. And then Brocky! And then, like, they're back on, they're back to, like, their time, and they're playing their music, and then Barbie, like, walks up to the stage, and there's, like, this girl here with brown hair, and she's like, Barbie! And then she takes out the necklace, and it's Kim, obviously, huge shock, and Kim has a daughter there, and then her daughter's like, wow, mommy was telling the truth, she really does know you. So, like, what's Kim <laughs> just spending the last, like, 30 years going to I met like, Barbie. I met Barbie, and people were like, yeah, she's like, no, I did, look, I have this necklace. <laughs> it's like, that necklace was, like, manufactured. It is <laughs> merchandise. Everybody has that. It's like, no, no, see, there's my picture in it. Why did you add your own picture to the merchandise? <laughs> like, even Kim's own daughter didn't believe her. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, And, like, mom. it reminds me of in Doctor Who when, like, Amy was, like, she talk- she spoke about, like, her raggedy doctor for years, and they were, like, sending her to therapists. <laughs> She kept on biting because they said that the raggedy doctor wasn't real. Oh was like, my god! Has Kim been going to the therapist for years and biting them? She's, they were like, "You didn't meet Barbie." Kim going to a therapist and be like, "I swear to God, I met her. She was my best friend. She said she was my best friend." She's like, Me and Barbie no, were she besties. wasn't, and just biting people. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically the whole movie. Ken gave me a milkshake. <laughs> Ken babysat me while his girlfriend was doing cool stuff, which is just Ken's job. There was a guy named Derek there. Nobody cared about yeah. him, but I met him. <laughs> oh. Have you ever? Anyway, but like, I'm wondering, like, what was Kim doing? Was she just like going crazy because she was like, no, no, because like we don't see a husband there. Is she just like a single mother to this daughter now? This is our formal request for Mattel to do a spinoff about, about Kim. Kim. Is she okay? I want to know if Kim is okay. Is Kim okay? <laughs> and Kim grew up to be Kim, Kim Kardashian! Kardashian! <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. But, like, this movie was just... What did you say again? Jarring. Jarring. Like, it was very hard to enjoy. There honestly. were so many cuts. And it was, like, it was one... Like, I think this is, again, just, like, an old animation thing. Where it's just, like... Is it like one person speaks and then two seconds later another person speaks? There is no room between it. I don't. Or they leave way too much room. I can remember this one moment. I don't know why this moment sticks in my head so much. But Barbie gets this letter to go to this ball. And then one of the D names, I don't know their names. They are just people with D names to me. She's like, read it out, Barbie. And like, right after she says it, Derek's like, read it, yeah, read it out, Barbie. Let me read it out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and it was like, the words are like meant to overlap, but they don't. But they and maybe don't. that was them going for realism. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe in this batshit crazy thing, they decided to go for realism with some of the dialogue. Just some of it, not all of it. It was certainly a movie. Yeah, it wasn't, it it wasn't like, a movie. It's like 50 minutes. It's f- like 45 minutes, and it's, um, it's... There's, like, a lot happening, but there's also nothing happening. I feel like there is so much stuff to take in, but there's also nothing that that you're wa- You're not watching anything. These... What was that? I don't know. I didn't do it. <laughs> what was that, Ellen? <laughs> it was that. A laminator. A laminator. Okay. Anyway, to me, the strangest thing about this movie is how optimistic it is. Yeah. Because, like... Are you going to get all philosophical now? Maybe a little bit. Okay, let's go. (laughs) 
Because, like, it's all about, like, world peace and all that in the first part. And then the second part, when they're in the 50s, and, it, you know, it's, like, about Kim's dad and how he's on the verge of this amazing scientific discovery that's going to, like, push human beings into the future and yada, yada, yada. But, like, especially since this was made in the mid-80s, <laughs> personally, maybe the 80s were really optimistic. I don't know. The only things I know about the 80s are, like, Tales of the City, Stranger Things, and Full House. Stranger Things does have a lot of plot holes, though. Yeah. We're, yeah, Stranger Things. We're not getting into that. Skip it. Because I will talk about it for hours. Um, but it's, like, the only things that I think of when I think of the 80s, like, the first things that pop into my head are Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> the AIDS crisis, and the Cold War. The first thing that pops into my head is poofy hair. I love hair i think it's so cool like i think we should all start wearing dolly parton style hair um but yeah sure margaret thatcher and aids as well why not (laughs) those are like the first thing that popped into my head when i think of the 80s like maybe at this point they were incredibly optimistic like the cold war was gonna end in about two years i think so like maybe it was like oh this is like a new time for us but it's just i feel like they just like Obviously, they made this to completely jam the holes in our arms. They but they, and the slow very, down, speak up. <clears throat> so they made this to compete with like another doll line, and it wasn't really supposed to be a big thing. It was just so they could win. But then at the very last minute, somebody was just like, "Don't you think they should have like a positive message for children?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, sure. world peace. Well, just do, do world peace." I know. Let's do world peace. <laughs> Let's do world peace. It's just, it's very, it is a very strange, it's just a very strange piece of media. Um, it would, de- I would definitely also say it's my favourite Barbie movie. No. 100% not. Um, is it my least favourite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I haven't seen all of the Barbie movies yet. We will, though. We will, though. That's the journey we're embarking on. It's gonna be so fun. Um, but yeah. You know, if you, like, watching stupid things and you think they're fun then yeah give this movie a watch if you're gonna watch it for anything watch it to make fun of it because that's what it's perfect for really there's just there is so much wrong with this movie in such a right way Uh uh-huh it's a mess but barbie movies are my mess (laughs) and i love them very much yeah because like she you genuinely love barbie movies so much oh like really you might think that we are joking in this and daisy might be a little (laughs) i am fully serious when i say one of my favorite movies of all time is barbie in the diamond castle it's i know it's not great i know it's not peak cinema but i love it it's a great movie to me i think it's so cute i think it's so fun i think all the songs are good i think all the animation is cool i love all the dresses and all the everything it's so fun to me and i have such a great time of watching them so that's my favorite movies <laughs> and that's fine i don't i don't want your quentin tarantino is that he's a director right yeah I think so. I don't want your Quentin Tarantino. I don't want your, um... You've got an eyelash on your face. I don't want... Look away. Make a wish. I don't want Quentin Tarantino... Oh my god, I'm so I don't want any other director. Give me another director that's good, Daisy. Steven Spielberg. No, because you like West Side Story. I do quite like West Side Story. 
Stanley Kubrick. I think he did The Shining. I don't know. Him. I don't want him. I <laughs> want Barbie. Give me Barbie in the Sapphic Cottagecore movies. Give me all of it. I love it. But I anyway, love back to Barbie that. and the Rockers. It is a very strange watch, but if you... Like, if that's the kind of thing you enjoy, I would recommend watching it. Get your friends together if you have any. If not, we're not judging. We don't either. Um, Have a little watch party. Make fun of it. Make your little notes. And, hell, start your own podcast. Don't actually. This is our thing. Please don't, please don't ruin our thing. <laughs> anyway, um... I think that's all we have to say on um, that, really. Yeah, thank you if you've listened um, to this incoherent mess of a podcast. Um, but yeah, next time we're going to be doing Barbie and the Barbie Nutcracker. Hopefully it's a bit better than this one, because I think this was just kind of like a tester thing. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to publish it, but it's certainly not going to be our best episode, so. Stay tuned! Woo! Woo! Bye-bye! Bye! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 